What's up, Mzanzi? Welcome to episode 315, powered by AECI Plant Health. I'm your host, Octavius Vandil. Now, building healthy soil is essential for long-term use and production of any land. Plants need nutrients for healthy growth, and they obtain them from the environment, soil minerals, and organic matter. In this episode, Renette Haramser, Technical Advisor at AECI Plant Health, shares some important information about the importance of growing healthy plants, the requirements for a balanced nutritional program, and some practical examples to manage healthy soil. Renette Haramser, welcome to Farmers Inside Track. Thank you very much, Octavia. So, Renette, let's kick off with the first question. What is important to grow a healthy crop? What is important to grow a healthy crop is healthy, fertile soil, nutritional balanced soil, good management practices, and a balanced nutritional program. Now, a soil analysis is very important to determine the nutritional status of the soil. You would ask, but how do I take a soil analysis? First, look if the soil color, texture, etc. is similar. If it is the same, then take at least five subsamples of the soil at a depth of 30 centimeters. Mix the different samples together and send the samples to an accredited laboratory for analysis. Now, the important parameters to look at on a soil analysis is the pH. And you would ask why? Because at a high pH level, certain of your micronutrients required for plant growth is not available for plant uptake. Now, you can refer to the pH chart. It's available on the internet. Now, to correct high pH levels in soil, you have to apply an elemental sulfur product like Tiger 90. Now, elemental sulfur will oxidize in the soil and form sulfuric acid. The hydrogen of the sulfuric acid will lower the pH of the soil over time. Now, if the soil pH is too low, KCL pH of about 4.5 and lower, aluminium toxicities will become a problem. The target of aluminium toxicity is the root tip, in which aluminium exposure causes inhibition of cell elongation and cell division, leading to root stunting accompanied by reduced water and nutrient uptake. Now, to increase soil pH is to make use of a lime. There are basically two types of lime, calcitic lime, which is a calcium carbonate, and dolomitic lime, which is a calcium-magnesium carbonate. The decision in either using one of these products would be a function of your calcium-magnesium ratios in the soil. The other important factor is acceptable irrigation water quality. That will ensure a healthy crop. If the chlorides and the sodium of the water is too high, it can have a negative impact on the quality of the crop. Now, the EC, which is electrical conductivity of the soil, is also important, since a too high EC can cause burn on the root hairs of the plants. Certain elements or nutrients in the water forms part of the nutrition of the crop, for example, calcium, magnesium, sulfur, and these nutrients should be taken into account when fertilizing your crop. Soil organic matter is also important as well as carbon. Now, this acts as food for your microbes. It improves drainage of water, it improves the structure of the soil, and stimulates microbial populations. Now, organic matter can be in the form of manure, compost, half-organic fertilizers, or the use of all plant material or cover crops. When you plan on applying manure or compost, have a sample analyzed by a laboratory to determine the nutrient content of the product. This will give you an indication of the amount of manure that can be applied. Some sources of manure of compost 
can contain high amounts of phosphorus and over-application of this nutrient can be detrimental to the quality. Now, to incorporate beneficial microbes to the soil also improves soil health. Biocult contains mycorrhiza and trichoderma that will assist in mineralization of nutrients to make it available for root uptake. Now, mycorrhiza is a fungi, a wonderful fungi, that forms a big network of hyphae that can penetrate into the micropores of the soil and make the nutrients available for root uptake. Now, beneficial soil microbes perform fundamental functions such as nutrient cycling, breaking down crop residues, and stimulating plant growth. And do plants require a balanced nutritional program? Yes, definitely. You need the correct nutrients during the specific growth stages and physiological growth requirements. Now, during certain growth stages of plants, it requires different nutrients for optimum growth and photosynthesis. Now, optimal photosynthesis is key in growing healthy crops. You should contact a qualified agronomist to assist in making a customized fertilizer recommendation based on the following. Your crop removal rates, your soil texture and structure, water quality, the yield potential and nutritional status of the soil. And what is the plant health pyramid? Very interesting question. The plant health pyramid is a concept that was introduced by John Kempf. It is basically based on a triangle with four levels, where the bricks act as an indicator of the health of your plants. Now, some would ask, what is bricks? Bricks is a measure of the sugar content in plants. The higher the bricks value, the healthier and more pest and disease resistant the crop is. Here, you make use of a refractometer to check the bricks levels of your crops. You just squeeze a few drops of sap from the leaves of the plants onto the glass prism of the refractometer. You close the lid and look through the eyepiece. The sugar content is read on a numbered scale in units called bricks. Now, refractometers or bricks meters are easily obtainable. Now, if we go back to the plant health pyramid, the lowest level of this triangle is where the photosynthesis process of plants are optimal. During this stage, the bricks in the plants is average. This entails the production of complex carbohydrates and low levels of simple sugars. During this stage, plants have resistance against soil-borne pathogens like Fusarium, Phytophthora and Rhizoctonia. But please take note that the plants have resistance and not control against these diseases. But how does this work? So, there's a combination of quality carbohydrates that is excreted by the roots into the rhizosphere when you have optimal photosynthesis. Now, this excretion determines the combination of the microbes that is then in the rhizosphere of the roots. Now, these diverse microbial populations can suppress certain pathogens. Critical nutritional elements during this stage is your magnesium, iron, manganese, nitrogen and phosphorus. Now the second level, which is above the previous one, is where complete protein synthesis takes place. During this stage, plants have good bricks levels and the plants start to have resistance against sucking insects like aphids, whitefly, thrips, etc. But again now, how does this work? Insects, interesting enough, have a very simple digestion system and they struggle to digest the complex proteins in the plants they therefore move to other plants where they can easily feed and survive. So nutritional elements that is critical during this stage is magnesium, sulfur, 
molybdenum, and boron. Now, if we move on now to the third level, that is where we get the production of lipids, which is basically oils and fats. Now, this is due to a healthy soil microbial population. Here, the plants will have an above-average bricks level. Now, the plants start to get resistance against airborne fungi, like your late blight, early blight, powdery mildew, etc. So again, how does this work? So, when the soil contains a diverse and balanced microbial population, the bacteria produces amino acids that can be taken up by the plant roots. Now, the plants are given energy instead of using it. Now, this additional energy is stored in the form of lipids. Now, fungi and bacteria secretes an enzyme that breaks down the pectin in the plant cell walls. So, pectin is basically a substance found in cell walls to help give it structure. Now, this layer of lipids on the leaves entails the production of secondary metabolites through microbial activity like photoalexins, essential oils, etc. These secondary metabolites also contains antibacterial and fungal properties. Now, the SAR, which is basically your systemic acquired resistance, and your ISR, your induced systemic resistance, that mechanism starts kicking in. The SAR and ISR are being stimulated by the microbes on the leaf surface as well as in the rhizosphere. So, what is required? A balanced, healthy, diverse microbial population. And this can be obtained by, by following the new way approach from AECI Plant Health. What management skills are required to grow healthy crops? Management skills required is proper soil preparation, whether it be a rip action due to a plow layer, preparation of a proper seed bed, minimum tillage, etc. Hereby, the soil status is correct for the planting of the specific crop. Now, a very important factor is optimal irrigation and irrigation scheduling. Now, over-irrigation can cause a lot of damage to plants. The reason being is that water would fill the pores in the soil, therefore pushing oxygen from the root zone. Now, an anaerobic soil will promote the growth of negative pathogens to thrive in the soil. And these pathogens can cause root rot and therefore make plants very susceptible to diseases. Another important thing is to know your crop. Do regular scouting for pests and diseases and apply fungicides, insecticides and herbicides timelessly and with discretion when it's required. You also have to make sure to follow a healthy nutritional program designed for your crop, soil and water status. Also important is to make use of biostimulants at the right time, at the right place and for the right reason. Sometimes foliar nutrients are required during specific growth stages of the crop. And there you can incorporate those sprays. And finally, what is your advice to farmers to grow a healthy crop? My advice would be, first of all, to do your research on the latest technologies and products available to produce quality crops. And remember one thing, farming is a business and it should be treated in that manner. So you should work wise with your finances. Another thing that I think is very important is that to remember that the highest yield is not necessarily the most important factor, but rather the return on investment. Also important, treat the soil with respect and farm in such a manner that soil will stay healthy for the next generation of farmers to follow.
And we all know farming is a very versatile business. And your crop will be exposed to variation of climatic conditions and all other factors. But irrespective, just stay positive. And then lastly, I want to say is never give up. Learn every day. Do your best and have fun. Because you are the producer of food for our country and our people. Thanks so much, Renee Tarim, sir, Technical Advisor at AECI Plant Health. For more on the topic, visit www.foodformzanzi.co.za. And that's it, app. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. From me, Octavius Pandio, our technical producer, Megan van der Fiend, and the rest of the hashtag FoodformZanzi. Thanks for listening. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food for Mzanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.